Yeah, another one of those days, Hayes. You know, the defense uh, fell apart. Seems like this football team does a lot of things right, but they also do a lot of things wrong. And the end result is three straight now on the other side. They'll try to snap that Sunday here against the New York Giants. First things first, though, let's say hello to our sponsor. Yeah, appreciate John Spicklemeyer, Spicklemeyer Insurance Agency. Give him a call at 471-7155. Just make sure you're paying what you should be paying for car insurance. Uh, make sure you're not paying for things you don't need. John can look over your policy, uh, give you a very quick feedback over uh, whether he can help save you some money. But uh, you know, you owe it to yourself to, to pay the most affordable rate that you can for your car insurance. So again, Spicklemeyer Insurance Agency, give my buddy John a call, 471-7155. And Rick, I agree. Uh, obviously uh, an inexplicable loss when you look at the offensive output, uh, historic loss, uh, when you consider how efficient Trevor Lawrence was, uh, how potent the ground game was, but Matt Ryan reverts back to Hall of Fame mode and uh, lights the Jaguars up. The only good news uh, is I think you now look at a matchup Sunday against the Giants and... I like a lot of the matchups in this game for the Jaguars. So maybe they, you know, you would you would think okay, a 5 and 1 team's coming in great, it's going to be a four game losing streak and maybe that's where it ends up. But when you really dive into the Giants, and I heard you talking about this on Into the Night, boy, there's a lot of things that I think are intriguing for the Jaguars in terms of the 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 data that we have with the Giants. History tells us it's on the side of Duval uh, for this matchup. Sunday at 1 is uh, the all-time series games played here in Jacksonville. The Jaguars are 3-0 and against the Giants. You know, I, I, I love numbers. I, I think they're so important, but, man, they can be so misleading. You know, you touched upon it. You run for 243 yards last week. Trevor Lawrence goes 20 for 22. You make Matt Ryan throw the football 58 times. If you had to take those three numbers, there's no doubt. You don't even have to look at the score. It's Jacksonville in a slaughter, and they end up losing. And it's the same thing here with these Giants who roll in. You look at the numbers, you're like, how is this football team 5-1? and one? Well, I'll give you one reason. They really love this staff. Brian Dayball's done an unbelievable job since he's come over. Uh, they really like what uh, Kafka has done as the offensive coordinator. Of course, everyone out there listening uh, knows about Wink Martindale and uh, his love to uh, to blitz guys coming from all different angles. They are really coaching them up right now in New Jersey. They are, because when you look at, at two stats, it, it's it's counterintuitive to a team being five and one. I, I would actually argue these are one in five stats. They are offensively 31st in passing, which is a death sentence in today's NFL if you can't throw the ball with any regularity. So they're they're almost dead last in, in passing yardage. Defensively, they're 28th against the run. So they don't stop the run and they don't throw the ball particularly well. I uh, in fact, they they throw it terribly. Yet they're five and one. It, it it speaks to, and I think this is what you're seeing out in Vegas with how the the line has been set with the Jaguars a three point favorite. The Giants are are very due for a market correction if they don't improve on this. But you know we're six games in, so you probably are who you are. Uh, they they may not be quite this bad against the run. They may not be quite this bad throwing the ball. 
but they're probably pretty close to it. And uh, if the Jaguars can get Etienne and Robinson going on the ground, boy, that helps Trevor Lawrence uh, with that sophisticated defense that Wink Martindale is going to throw at him. And then again, if if the Jaguars can slow Barkley down and with Fadakasi coming back, it uh, looks like he's going to be active the way he's practicing so far. Uh, you'd like to think that Daniel Jones is going to have to throw the ball. And that's where I think you could see this Jaguar pass rush and the turnovers really start coming back in the, uh, you know, in the way of the Jaguar, Rick. Yeah. And the Jags have struggled in that category the last few weeks. I mean, they led the NFL after week two in the turnover to takeaway ratio. That's evened out completely. They are dead even as we get set for this matchup against New York, the Giants for what it's worth is plus two. But I think the game plan is going to be pretty similar in this one. Barkley has been outstanding. I've had the opportunity to actually watch the Giants all season long, and he is by far uh, their best football player. And I think right now what Mike Caldwell is thinking is, yeah, you get Fado Cassie back. Let's do everything we can, extra man in the box. Let's try to prevent them from running the football, put more pressure on on Daniel Jones, but on the flip side, they now have a new tape to look at where obviously crossing routes just destroyed the Jaguars a week ago. And this offense is slightly similar to what Jaguar fans saw a few weeks ago back in Philadelphia with Jalen Hurts. Now, I'm not going to compare Jones to Hurts, but this whole RPO has been effective for New York. And I think the one thing that's lost here is how good of an athlete Daniel Jones actually is. If you don't account for him, he has picked up a lot of yards with his feet. He'll pick up plenty of first downs on the ground himself as the quarterback. And that's the fear that I have. If the Giants have a path to victory, it's that Trevor is confused, doesn't see the thing, doesn't see the field, doesn't see the defense particularly well. He's confused by, you know, what the Giants are doing. Uh, so the ground game is effective, but not, you know, you're still in one of these 14-14 kind of games. And then Daniel Jones breaks a 40-yard run to set up the game-winning kick and you lose 17-14. That's the kind of player Daniel Jones can can be. And and so your point's a great one. They've got to be ready for that. Uh I'm not as worried about the crossers. I don't think the Giants are going to be able to take much of what Indy did and apply it because Daniel Jones isn't as precise and as smart as Matt Ryan is. That was that was a Hall of Fame performance by Matt Ryan. I mean, he, you know, there, there's a lot of things in terms of quarterback sight lines and things like that. It's hard to complete a bunch of those because you're throwing you know into a an area of the field where it's just it's hard to find your 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 line of sight. Uh, Daniel Jones, I don't think will be comfortable with that plan. I, I think that that, uh, and I think he just telegraphs things much more than Matt Ryan does. So I, I think it's one of those that if they elect to do that, wouldn't be surprised if you know the the defensive lineman got their hands up, batted some passes in the air, and that could obviously be a pick six bonanza for the Jaguars. So I'm not as worried about that. But Rick, I am worried about Daniel Jones. Looking at you know it, we get to 4:15 on Sunday, and you look at the box score, and there's Daniel Jones six. Carries, you know, 78 yards, a touchdown. Uh, Saquon Barkley, you know, 110 yards on 26 carries. And the Giants have found their way to a, a close win with Daniel Jones throwing for about 120 yards. Yeah, it's uh, it's scary. Uh, it really is. I think points are going to be at the premium here. You got a couple of uh, uh, top ten teams uh, defensively, you know, ranked overall 
as far as scoring defense. And, you know, the Giants are just ripped apart, especially at wide receiver. I mean, you know, Kadarius Toney is not going to go. Uh, Kenny Galladay is not going to go. They've already played Sterling Shepard on the season-ending IR. They finally got back their second-round draft pick in, in Wandale Robinson, who scored a touchdown last week. Uh, but he has been uh, limited and hasn't played in, in four games before last week because of a knee. So, I mean, this is a who's who as far as wide receivers. The offensive line's been battered as well outside of Andrew Thomas, who's been outstanding. It's been a, a season of growing pains for the first-round draft pick, Evan Neal. So, yeah, I kind of love that matchup. We know that Jacksonville didn't get a sack last week. They've only had three in their last three games. You start looking at Josh Allen and you look at Trayvon Walker in their matchups this weekend against Andrew Thomas and Evan Neal. That's going to be a lot of fun right there just watching those four. It really will be. And and again, I'm I'm anxious to get your take on this, Rick, because I I feel like I've been a little bit of an outlier this week uh, in in a way that normally I'm I'm as negative as they get because I I have to call it as I see it, as you do. I'm really not that way even after the loss Sunday, even with the 2-4 and four record. The Jaguars are plus 24 in point differential, which to me, you can take all the analytics crap that you want, but at the end of the day, it's wins and losses, and it's your point differential. Uh, the Jaguars are plus 24. That is uh, much better than any team in the in the division. The Titans are minus 22. The Colts are minus 18. Interestingly enough, the Texans are second. They're minus 13 in point differential. Uh, but the Jaguars plus 24, it's fourth in the AFC behind the Bills, Patriots, and Chiefs. Pretty good company there. It's sixth best in the NFL. The only two teams in the NFC that are better are the undefeated Eagles and the San Francisco 49ers. So to me, I am not overly discouraged at 2-4. and four. I think there's been some bad breaks. They're 0-4 in one-score games. I think that evens out. I still think they can win this division, Rick. But my goodness, if they lose Sunday, I don't see any way around anything other than you're on a four-game losing streak and the season is, is really on the brink at that point. So I haven't given up hope. But they have got to win Sunday. How, how do you view the importance of this matchup? Well, I think it's huge because you can really turn this thing completely around. I mean, you win Sunday, then all of a sudden you go to London, we have the experience. And, you know, right now it looks like Russell Wilson will not be able to play uh, a week from Sunday in that matchup. Now, again, that's, that's still down the road. So uh, we do not know for sure. But, you know, this football team – continues to surprise me because there's times they look really good. And then there's other times you're like, you know, what just happened there? So, you know, I believe at home, they should be able to, to win this football game against New York, but the giants are, are, are sneaky with what they do. And, you know, I'm interested on the other side of the football. What are they going to try to do defensively? I, I think the game plan is similar. I, it's a run defense that has struggled, as you mentioned, and I think they'll put an extra guy in the box and, and try to say, ETN, we're going to stop you. And, and Robinson, we're going to stop you. Let's put the pressure on Trevor to go ahead and beat us. And, you know, I noticed this by watching, I think it was in week four or week five, I was watching the Giants. And you know, everyone talks about Wink Martindale and all he does is blitz. He's blitz more than any defensive coordinator in the NFL. The blitz worked uh, tremendously for him 
last week, causing two turnovers late in the game against Baltimore with Lamar Jackson. But sometimes, again, the numbers could be a little bit misleading because he'll send a linebacker or he'll send a safety. But much like the Jaguars, he'll also drop an end in coverage. So at times, it's still four guys going after the quarterback, but whether it's pro football focus or whatever, they'll tell you a blitz. So I, I think those numbers can be a little bit misleading. Yeah, I agree. And and the other thing I'd like to see in terms of how Doug Peterson constructs this game plan with Trevor, it's been a while since the Jaguars have taken a shot early in the game. And I think they're going to have Zay Jones. Obviously, Christian Kirk's going to be available. I I would like to see, you know, if 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 it looks like the Giants aren't just absolutely sending everybody, but if you're getting a look where it appears that it's going to be just a basic uh, pressure, I would like to see the Jaguars really take a shot early, uh, loosen up those safeties because, again, uh, they're going to obviously, as you as you talked about, they're going to look to stop this run first. They know they're having trouble with it. They know, obviously, the Jaguars have two capable backs. See if you can throw it over top of them early. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, it makes a lot of sense. And if you're able to do things like that and have some success with it, than everything I just said about stacking the box and, and trying to make Jacksonville one-dimensional, that's not going to be the case. They're going to have to be more honest now and, and um, you know, taking into consideration that, that Trevor Lawrence, along with his weapons, are going to be able to beat you. I think it's going to be a, a, a fantastic chess match coming up on Sunday. Uh, as we wrap it up, a couple of things. Number one, Shaq Griffin, he, he's this week's uh, edition of the blame game, and deservedly so. He was not good in Indianapolis, he allowed nine receptions. He had a couple of pass interferences, but he's got a back. It'll be interesting to see if he can go. If not, maybe this is the week that, that Darius Williams moves outside. Trey Herndon gets the slot responsibility. Tyson Campbell has been absolutely magnificent, but I know a lot of Jag fans want Shaq Griffin out they may get their wish on Sunday. They may. I, you know, I, Shaq Griffin wasn't good, but I, I don't agree with the, you know, benching talk. I mean, it's, it's, it's a bad game. I, 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 I don't like the idea of benching him and putting Darius Williams on the outside with Trey Herndon in the nickel. I, I think you hope Shaq Griffin, you know, bounces back. Uh, but it is interesting to see if he'll physically be able to play. Uh, so that is something that certainly we, we will have to monitor. Uh, you, you hit the nail on the head with Tyson Campbell. He's been sensational. Uh, so that's been great to see. But, uh, but yeah, it's going to be, uh, it's going to be a fun game. Rick, who do you think's winning it? You know, I, I still want one more day to decide. Yeah. I want to check the injury report um, that comes out on Friday. Right now, with the slightest lead, I'm, I'm going with New York. I, okay. I just think that they know what they are, and there aren't going to be any surprises here. With Jacksonville, I think it's a flip of the coin. I believe the Jaguars are a better team, but they got to come out and play the perfect style of football. they got to protect Trevor Lawrence. You know, he was sacked four times last week. By the way, Daniel Jones has been sacked already. I think it's 17 or 19 times. Yeah, 19 times, I think. Yeah, yeah 19 times. So, but, my, you know, my, my feeling is that Jacksonville can't make mistakes. They, they can't make pass interference mistakes. They can't have Trayvon Walker with another 15-yard personal foul. And they're going to have to win the turnover battle, which they haven't been able to do the last couple of weeks as well. So, I think it's a tight one. I'm going to make my official pick on Friday, but right now I have the slightest edge 
towards the Giants. How do you see it? I like the Jaguars in the game, uh, and I understand where you're coming from, uh, but I, I really think this is a game where uh, the Jaguars, it sets up really well for them. Uh, I like the Jaguars kind of big. I, I'll take them 27-16 to 16 over the New York Giants. So that is, uh, you know, that's going to be fun, and, and hopefully they can get the win, because if we're talking about a four-game losing streak and two and five next week, it is not going to be a lot of fun. But, um, but yeah, that's great. I want to thank our uh, buddy John Spicklemeyer. I've known John for years. Uh, actually, I just had to get my insurance readjusted. I got, you know, every six months you pay it. Got my new bill. It was higher than what I thought. Called John, and uh, we shaved about $170 off of it, which I greatly appreciate. So, again, call John Spicklemeyer, 471-7155, Spicklemeyer Insurance Agency. Let him look at your car insurance policy uh, and, and get a chance to... Uh, you know, tell you if, if you've got the right kind of policy, if he can save you any money. You should let John do that. Once again, John Spicklemeyer, 471-7155. We appreciate him sponsoring the taxes in Duval. Absolutely. So thank you to John. And uh, as well, thank you to everyone out there for your questions uh, that we get each and every week. The best way to reach us is on Twitter. That is Blue1010XL. Hayes, how about you? Yeah. Uh, reach out at Twitter at Hayes Carlion. All right. And of course, Hayes is with you from three until six. I am with you immediately thereafter, beginning at six up until eight o'clock. It's going to be a lot of fun this weekend at the bank and the Jaguars stop the negative streak and get back on the ways of, of winning some football games against the New York Giants. For Hayes Carline, my name is Rick Ballou. This is Death Taxes and Duval. I want to be some 